I'm Michael Wolston, and welcome to the Busy Executives Podcast. In every episode, we promise to help you elevate your leadership in 10 minutes or less. This is part two of how to handle conflict with the CPR method. Let's dive right in. So for the third step, when you reset, how does that work? What does that mean? Well, we need to gain some new commitments. Ideally, you've gone through the brainstorming phase with uh, the person that you're leading and you've come onto their side and you're, okay, how can we address this? How can we fix this? How can I partner with you? That does not mean, especially as a leader, that we're the ones who are supposed to take on the action plan or the follow-up or do all the work. That's a really easy trap to fall into. Because sometimes we're the one who are, you know, we're bringing the conversation, we're bringing corrective action. It's really ideal to have that other party involved so that they can be part of the process and they can see it. Now, if this has happened multiple times or you're progressively moved down um, performance management, then yes, you'll need to step in and, and probably write something specific for them. But if this is a, you know, just starting out or you've seen some inconsistencies or you know, gosh, I, I really need to give them every tool possible before I go down this, this road of uh, writing someone up or having them leave the organization, it's critical for you to reset expectations. Uh, as a leader, I've done this multiple times where when you jump into the reset phase, it's really important if you've noticed that you as a leader have missed something, maybe this person hasn't had the level of support that they've uh, really needed. Maybe they don't uh, have all the tools or you know, have the, the knowledge that they need to do their position well. Maybe you've potentially kind of neglected them in their role. This isn't a, an apology party. This isn't a, oh, I just need to think of something to apologize for. But if there's truly a miss there and you can see the effect of it in this situation, this is a perfect opportunity to apologize. Sue, I'm really sorry that you didn't have everything that you needed to be successful. My promise to you is that before we leave this room, we've built a really solid action plan. I'm here to support you and help you um, so that you have everything that you need. There's gonna be no reason why you can't be successful as a leader over the next 90 days, right? That looks and sounds a lot different than, hey, you've screwed up, you need to fix this. Um, figure it out. And if you don't, you're gone. <laughs> that's a whole different, sometimes that's how it goes. Or sometimes it's just, Hey, I'm going to focus on this one behavior, this one instance. Hey, don't do that again. But I'm not even giving them the ability to grow from it. I'm, I'm just focused on behavior modification. So when we reset, it's important to apologize if needed, and then dive right into your new expectations. What would you like to see in the next 90 days that will help show measurable success? It's got to be tied into something measurable. You can't just, hey, I think they're doing better or, you know, there's, there's less conflict. In this case, it might be having a structured plan for this uh, leader or up and coming leader to delegate more. If, if people are feeling like they're being micromanaged or having some assessment tools in place to allow you for you to get feedback on how the rest of the team feels that this leader is doing. There's specific things that you can, can put in place. And the follow-up piece should always be from the party involved, not you necessarily as a leader. They should be coming to you with the follow-up, whether that's weekly or every two weeks or whatever that could look like. That could look like an email, that could look like popping into your office. There needs to be follow-up that happens that's driven by them so that they get the benefit of showing you their work. 
right? When we were in school, it was always, uh, you, if you got a good grade, you wanted to run home, say, oh, you know, here's, here's the grade that the teacher gave me. Um, you want to show the person above you, the, the person in authority or the person helping you could be a coach or a mentor, whoever it is. Hey, check out what I did. Here's my work. We sometimes as leaders control the whole process. We become micromanaging and we really focus on building the plan, owning the follow-up, making sure that the person did everything we told them to do and kind of nitpicking if they didn't, or maybe over celebrating some small successes. And we don't allow them to go through the process of self-discovery and self-growth. We don't allow them to step up, which as leaders is a critical piece for us. And so when you're resetting expectations, it's ultra important to make sure that they have ownership in the process. And that's why the CPR method is so powerful. That's why it works so well, is because we've spent the time to connect with them and ask them the right questions at the beginning. We've positioned ourselves so that they know what we expect, but we're also on the same side as them. And then finally, we get to build a plan that we're going to support them in. Hey, I wanna support you in this plan. I believe in you as a leader. I wanna see you grow. Or maybe there's been multiple issues. Hey, this plan is going to, honestly make or break you as you move forward here. I'm going to throw everything at helping you, but you've got to, you've got to make this happen, right? You've got to follow these steps. And speaking of steps, they need to be smart goal specific. So they need to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. I know there's a couple of different descriptors for that acronym, but basically it needs to be something that you guys can both measure specifically and know what success looks like. Allow them to grow and allow them to have a celebration. Man, it was kind of rough here a couple months ago, but look at what you've been able to do. And then if they haven't for some reason moved forward or you're continuing to see issues and problems, you go through the same process, but you might need to escalate it. There might have to be uh, consequences. There might have to be disciplinary action um, as your company, as, as you see fit or, or as is outlined. And so it doesn't negate the fact that the CPR method, in my opinion, one of the most powerful ways for you to deal with conflict. And the best part is you can actually do this with any relationship. It doesn't have to be in the work setting. That's obviously been my big focus. But what's really neat is that you can do this with your children. You can do this with your spouse or significant other. Uh, you can do this with a family member. You can go through and make sure that you're connecting, that you're positioning so people know where you're at, and then you're resetting expectations and helping them know where you stand and what you're committed to and then what they can commit to as well. I'd love to hear from you on how you implement the CPR method. Again, it's been a very powerful tool for me personally as a leader in my home and in my practice as well. So I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me something through social, um, respond back on this platform. Let me know how it's impacted you as a leader. All right, that's all the time we have for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review down below. It helps us reach even more like-minded executives. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And you can always reach out to me as well for some free resources at michaelwolston.com. Lead courageously.